We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's January 18th, it is 2023. We have nine basketball games to talk about here on today's podcast. Another, another 7.30 Eastern lock slate, which is always nice. Joined today by my buddy TJ. TJ, what's happening, my friend? Doing well, ready to dive into this uh, NBA slate. It's funny, ever since... We started doing these morning grinds live again. And so we hear that music intro playing. I've been listening to the morning grind podcast for a long time, long before I was with Roto Grinder. So I kind of forget that I'm in a show. Like I just, I heard the music going and I kind of thought I was about to listen to the morning grind podcast, not be in it. So I tuned back in. I only checked out for a couple seconds and I'm back uh, and ready to, uh, ready to dive into this slate. What gets me is like, I, I go to send the tweet that we're going live. And I will leave the YouTube page up and I have to quickly like realize like realize where which music is live and which one isn't and try to click off the YouTube one um, fast enough where I don't mess up the intro for this. So, um, I mean, that's always fun. It's happened a few times, but 
Uh, definitely just happened a few minutes ago, but I instantly realized it and was able to get it closed out before we got rolling. So it's always fun. It's it's fun. Live shows are fun. What's up, YouTube? Hope everyone's having a fantastic Tuesday night. Seth Curry decided he wanted to show up in the second half and not completely ruin my night. Um, Prop-wise, looking really good. My team on um, DraftKings is looking okay. It's going to need some help here um, from Embiid for sure. Prop-wise, I need Embiid as well. So, need a need a good like end of the night here with Embiid. I think there's like seven minutes to go in the second in that one. So, it'd be nice if he has it. But a lot of a lot of red next to my um, players' names on DraftKings. That's always that's always good, right, TJ? You want um, the, yeah, the red, red means. Red means you're stopping the peop- other players from winning money and you're going to win all the money. So red means red means good. Um, I'm excited over this next bit. We were just talking a little bit uh, pre-show. I'm going to be expanding my portfolio. I'm going to be playing a little more DraftKings. I've been, I've been pl- having a lot of success in underdog drafts lately. And so I'm going to be doing more and more of that. Um, playing some more prize picks, getting more into the prop game and finding all the different ways I can legally sports bet here in Canada, because there are so many loopholes here of like, I can bet on props, but not bet on games, but I actually can bet on games. It just has to go through this specific outlet. And so there's a lot of different ways to do it now. And so I think I'm, I'm going to be, I want to expand my portfolio a little bit, hopefully start doing some, some more content on it and uh, winning, winning some more money. Happy 2023 to you, my friend. Um, You know, expanding your portfolio sounds like a new year's resolution so um <laughs> there you go we got nine nba games to talk about here give away on... my money to multiple different sites instead of just the one yeah yeah um listen I, i've done that for years like I'll, I'll run bad on a site for a month or so and i'll stop playing on there and mess mess around with another site and refresh my refresh myself um but i listen i've been loving some fantasy props i, I talk about it all the time I don't. I just don't have the the time anymore um, with three kids to be able to sit down and run 150 NBA lineups. So I think that it's just it's so much easier just to do fantasy props and and I could like do them throughout the day. And if something happens, then I'm not too worried about it. But um, I mean, I'm I'm live for a couple five for fives. If Embiid gets over his point rebound, I think it's like 42, 42 and a half or something like that. So. That's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for. We'll see how it plays out. But we got some NBA to talk about. We got nine games. Hope everyone's having a fantastic day. We get started with Washington at New York. No total in this game. We'll have to see. Um, I mean, I, I think it's really gonna be dependent on Bradley Beal, and that's why we don't have a total. He's questionable. Really, everyone else in this game is healthy. No one else on the injury report, just Bradley Beal. We'll go Washington first. TJ, what's your thoughts here on the Wizards? Yeah, like you said, it does depend a lot on Beal here. If he's out, I have a lot of interest in a lot of these guys individually. Don't think I want to be playing a ton of them together, but Porzingis or Kuzma, I like both of that. I like both of them. Monty Morris, um, a little Denny Avdia, I'd be okay with too. But if Bradley Beal is in, I mean, we don't really know how many minutes he's going to be playing. But a twenty, a seventy-six hundred dollar Bradley Beal does feel a little bit enticing. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to know if he's going to play his normal minutes, stuff like that. Um, hamstring injuries are are tough. Um, I mean, the Knicks, 
not the not the craziest matchup in the world. I mean, Porzingis is kind of expensive at 8,900. Kyle Kuzma, this seems like a good spot for him. The Knicks, you know, struggled to defend the perimeter. So I think this is a spot where Kuzma could have a really good game. And he just went for, what was it, 40 actual points against them four or five days ago. So definitely don't mind jumping back on, on Kuzma. If Bradley Beal sits, I think Monte Morris at 5K is an okay play depending on how the value opens up or doesn't open up here on a nine game slate. We'll go the next side of things. Um, I mean, Jalen Brunson, his price is 8,500. It's a price thing for me. Uh, just with Barrett back, it's really tough for me to, to get to, to get to Brunson. And I think Randall still has the ceiling to be playable, but I mean, RJ Barrett is someone that has shown some upside here recently as well. Yeah, I think Barrett does show some upside, but I mean, if you're playing a ton of lineups here, like Ju- RJ Barrett came back and Julius Randle shot the ball 12 times and we kind of thought, oh, his usage is going back down, it's over. And then the next three games after that, 19 shot attempts, 24 shot attempts, 20 shot attempts, he's playing 40 plus minutes, he had 70 plus fantasy points in one of those games. Jalen Brunson also had a 60-point fantasy game with uh, RJ back already. And so if you're playing a lot of lineups, I definitely don't think you X these guys out of the pool. I definitely think you want to keep them in there because they are really, really high upside. But they're definitely just tournament sprinkles for me. All right. We got Atlanta at Dallas. 232.5 total here. The Mavs, a a 3.5-point favorite. Luka is probable... Finney Smith is questionable. Josh Green is questionable. Tim Hardaway, sprained ankle. He is out, and Maxi Kuber is out. We'll go Atlanta first. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Hawks? I never really like targeting uh, players against Dallas, but, I mean, this may not really be the actual Dallas team here. Where it's going to – it's we, we got uh, Hardaway out already, and obviously they've been missing some players for a while. Finney Smith is expected to come back, which is a bump to their uh, defensive scheme. And so if I'm running a lot of lineups, Young and, 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 sorry, and Murray are both at price points that I do think they have high ceilings for their prices, but I don't really like the matchup. Um, Capella's probably not going to play big enough minutes here. Um and with just all of them healthy, I kind of ha- I think I'm going to have a tough time getting to too many of these guys here in in abundance. But if I was playing 150 lineups, like I would definitely be keeping Young and Murray and even and even guys like Hunter and Bogdanovich and maybe even the bigs in my pool because I feel like one of them has the potential to have a big game. I just don't really know who it would be. So I wouldn't want to x these guys out of my pool, but I'd probably want to set a limit that I only play one or max two at Hawks. Yeah, listen. The am I going to play Trey Young or Dejounte Murray? Like, kind of continues. Uh, they're both kind of expensive, so I probably don't play them together. I, I think I set a limit of zero to one on them. Um, Capella being back, playing twenty-one minutes the other night. Like, I, I think we're going to need to wait and see. Like, is he going to be like limited the first three or four games when he, you know, comes back here? 5,700, if we get any kind of, like, indication that he's going to play 30 minutes, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, like, even if he starts, he's a great play. Yeah. So, I mean, John Collins, 
5,600, his price is way down. Kongwu, his minutes are going to kind of go away here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Atlanta's a tough team to target now that, I mean, they're healthy. No one's even on the injury report here for the Hawks today. The Dallas side, Luka probable is huge. Um, Hardaway being out definitely opens up a few minutes. You know, we'll have to see, like you said, Finney Smith is expected back. Does he play his normal amount of minutes? I think is a question mark. Reggie Bullock get his like random 35 to 40 minutes uh, type of game with no Hardaway is a question mark. What are your thoughts here on Dallas? Luca is always, always the best raw points play on any slates ever. And he's got a strong matchup here against Atlanta um, the thing is, is like he is priced over $2,000 more than any other play on this slate, like over $2,000 more than the next high, uh, highest price option on this slate. So uh, he's going to be he's going to be or sorry, t- uh, in terms of the guards, in terms of like at, at his position, he's over $2,000 more. My apologies. Um, and so he's going to be tough to get to we'll see as we go through this slate if we can find a little bit more value to feel like we can put him in but as it stands like 12k i feel like that is going to be maybe a little tough to get to somebody like uh a Jaden hardy would maybe have a lot of a little interest in if i was playing a ton of lineups but with finney smith back i feel like he's going to basically just slot in for what hardy's hardaway's minutes were and Hardy's not going to get a ton with with Luca back, and so I I really don't have a ton of interest here outside of Luca. That's typically how I am with Dallas. Like I, I'm playing playing Luca, or I'm not really playing anybody. Christian Wood, eighty six hundred is a really tough price tag for me to get. Um, for me to get him in here, so I yeah yeah so. That was some rock solid analysis on that yeah, one, on just, Christian uh, Wood. <laughs> when when Luca's out, I I mean I could definitely take shots on Christian Wood, but with Luca in at this price point, it, it's just it's hard for me to play him. That's kind of what I was saying. Like, okay, for what it's worth, <laughs> the only like, reason my I was allergies, giving you a hard time, is no, my allergies like are going times. crazy right now. <laughs> like, I I just had to like you know blow my nose like into smithereens here a second ago like my wife had to bring me tissues um like my eyes are super watery right now it's i don't know like allergies are killing me in florida right now so yeah we'll, we'll blame I was it on just that giving, exactly it's 100 the allergies fault i was giving yeah. you a hard time because there's already been like three times this show where i started a sentence and i didn't know where it was going and so i just kind of had to say something and so i when i felt like that was happening for you too i wanted to kind of project my own pain and laugh at you instead that's fine um that's what i'm here for but yeah allergies man my ears like are they feel flooded right now and it's so uncomfortable to have like my mm-hmm. my airpods in but anyway indiana at okc be, like I hope it's not getting sick. I really hope it's not getting sick. Really hope it's not getting sick. But Indiana at OKC taking on the Thunder. We have a two forty-one and a half total in this one. The Thunder a four and a half point favorite. On the Pacer side of things, Halliburton remains out. On the Thunder side, Holmgren is out. I know huge, huge loss there. Um, Dang is out. Poku is still out, and Robinson Earl is out. So we'll go. Pacers first here. No Halliburton. 
one of the highest totals you're going to see on the slate, if not the highest. Um, talk to me about the Pacers here. McConnell, Nemhard, Mathurin, Matherin, however you say his name, Buddy, all of them are strong plays today. Um, I think Miles Turner is somewhat interesting in tournaments. He's just got a super duper high ceiling. He's not uh, like priced as high as he should be for this situation, but it's mostly Nemhard and McConnell that I'm interested in. McConnell's just been playing phenomenally. Phenomenally, Nemhard's been stuffing the stat sheet. He's just been shooting horrifically. Like he just can't put the ball in the hoop. But we've seen the upside that he's shown in the past, and so I am still interested in a little uh, Nemhard. Um, but it's mostly the, the guards, McConnell, Nemhard, and then secondarily for me would be the wings, Heald, Mathurin, and then the big Miles Turner. Matherin, Matherin, Matherin. That's how you Matherin, say it. Yeah, Matherin. TJ McConnell, one of the top value plays on the slate. Um, I mean, efficiently doing everything right right now. Uh, yeah. Man, I'm crushing the analysis of today. Matherin in large field tournaments, I don't hate that. This is a great matchup. He's he's so hit or miss. Like if he's going to be chalky, I'll probably be underweight. If he's going to be someone that doesn't have a ton of ownership, I like him. Um, I want to see Numhard's ownership. If people are off the bandwagon on Numhard, he's someone that could have a good game and potentially an interesting like tournament pivot off of um, McConnell would be Buddy Healed. I think if Buddy Healed goes crazy, um, this could be something that. You know, he, he's someone that could potentially break the slate. So on the Thunder side, I mean, SGA, great matchup here for him. He's the ceiling guy. Like if this game is going to stay close and it's going to go back and forth, I think he has big upside. Giddy over 50 fantasy points in three of his last four games. Talk to me here about the Thunder. Yeah, SGA and Giddy are definitely going to be my two favorite players to run this back with. Um, I'm going to be... I'd be overweight on both of them, but if I'm running a lot of lineups, I do think it's even interesting to include Lou Dort in your pool, Kenrich Williams in your pool. Darius Baisley has been, has played 18 and 22 minutes in his last two games. If he gets up over that 20 range, he can put up 30 plus fantasy points easy. He just put up 29 and 22 minutes the other day. So I think he's interesting in tournaments. And even if we get it like somebody like Mike Muscala in the starting lineup, if he's going to play 20 plus minutes, I have interest in him. Um, the Jalen Williams train, if he gets in the starting lineup, I don't think you can play him. He just never really plays enough minutes to be playable. Um, but some taking shots on like a, a Baisley, no matter what, or a Mescala, if he starts, I think is somewhat interesting. And even, uh, Jalen Williams, I don't mind at the, uh, forward position. The like expensive Jalen Williams, not the cheap yeah. Jalen Williams. Yeah, no problem. Jalen Cleveland will be- at Memphis is where we go next. This game Currently sitting at a 225.5 total on FanDuel. Um, it's the only book that has it up. Memphis minus seven in this game. That's because the Cavs are dealing with some injuries. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is doubtful, and that's the extent of it. Um, I said they're dealing with injuries. That's because Wade and Windler remain on the injury report. On the Memphis side, Danny Green is out, and that's really it for them. So, Danny Green two- is on Memphis? Wow. Yeah, two of the top defensive teams in the NBA Cleveland plays at the 30th pace while Memphis is a team that likes to push it. They're top five in pace. They're number one in defensive rating as far as 
you know, being able to push the ball and play defense at the same time, you know, that's why Memphis is 30 and 13 and having one of the best seasons in the NBA this year. Um, I mean, really good defenses on both sides of this game. No Mitchell. Do we take shots on Garland with no Mitchell, even in a tough matchup here? Heck yes. I love Darius Garland in tournaments today. And the other, like, there's a few other players on this team. Like, I think Jared Allen is still priced too cheap. He's got a huge ceiling at that price. Uh, I don't think you. Re- I really have a need to get to any anybody like Levert or Kevin Love. I I'm, would always just kind of rather play Evan Mobley over. I sorry, I'd rather play Jared Allen over Evan Mobley. But um, Garland, I do have quite a bit of interest in. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I like Garland for tournaments. I don't mind Allen. He's someone that like I've been playing occasionally here recently, and I think he's still underpriced for his upside. So Jared Allen and, and Garland is is probably where I end up the most here. <sighs> Man, if Kevin Love – if he was playing more minutes, I would have interest, but the minutes are just, just not there. Memphis side of this game, I mean, John Morant, 10-2. Garland defense – I think this is a game you could maybe take some some shots on like Bain or Triple J or even like a Steven Adams type of play. Um, but I, I do think like if we expect Garland to kind of slow down, I don't know if we expect him to stop John Morant, but if we expect him to slow John Morant down, I think we have to look at one of these secondary pieces that could potentially have a little bit more production here in this split. Not for me. I'm not going to anybody on Memphis today. It's just up against a good defense, slow pace team, big pace down matchup for them. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna avoid here. And that's I mean, that's super fair. Super fair. Like that has been my strategy facing both of these teams this year, is just kind of avoiding. So I mean you could fade this whole game and I wouldn't like say, Hey, I'm not I'm I'm mad that I'm fading this game especially at these prices. But, I mean, Garland with Mitchell out, I feel like you're just going to take shots there. I mean, way different scenario. Miami at New Orleans, 221.5 total. The Heat, a a 1.5-point favorite. On the Miami side of things, I mean, their injury report's always so long. Kyle Lowry is questionable. Caleb Martin is probable. Duncan Robinson, you're at seven, remain out. Um, on the New Orleans side, Ingram remains out. Herb Jones is doubtful, and Zion remains out. We'll go Miami first. Thoughts here on the Heat? 
if Lowry plays, I honestly don't really have any interest here with their whole team. If he is still out, I think that would allow Oladipo to keep playing the heavy minutes he's been playing. And so I'd have some interest in him, a little bit of interest in Tyler Hero, but I don't think I want to touch this team if Lowry plays. Yeah, if Lowry's out, you know, I've been playing Oladipo. His price, I think, is really fair. It went down after another 30 plus point game. So if Lowry sits, even if Lowry plays like Oladipo, I think is, is really interesting for tournaments in either scenario. If Lowry sits, Max Struss has been playing really solid minutes. Um, I think you, you want to kind of see Kayla Martin out with Kayla Martin expected back. It hurt Struss's minutes a little bit. Kayla Martin at 4,600 played 26 minutes in his return. Maybe take some shots there. The Pelicans are a great defensive team, but they're missing some key pieces here defensively. So it's not as like tough as it what, what it shows on paper. Uh, let's talk Pelicans. You know, CJ McCollum has been someone that like in good matchups, I'll play him. In tough matchups, I'll fade him and just hope he, he doesn't do anything besides score because the tough matchups, we're looking at like 25 to 30 actual points. And usually that's like 35 to 40 DK points for him. So, I'm kind of out on the Pelicans. I mean, I don't hate Valanciunas, so they'll definitely need his size in this game. Um, Najee Marshall, I just maybe like it's like a yeah. I don't. I don't think I want to play anybody here from New Orleans. I was trying to get on something, but I just I can't. Najee, yeah. Najee and Murphy, two five k ish plays who are going to get thirty plus minutes and are decent point per minute producers. I'm game to play either one of them. If they're chalky, then I'm not going to play them. If they are not chalky, Najee Najee Marshall always just seems to be chalky. And so if he is, then I don't really have any interest in playing him. But if he's not, I do think he's a very strong mid-tier value play. Same with Trey Murphy. And then, yeah, McCollum is great for tournaments, but I don't necessarily think a priority play. Um, Most of where we're going to be looking is uh, this Indiana OKC game we already talked about this very next game we're about to talk about. And then I think the last one of the night. So if you're watching on YouTube, I I totally just sneezed all over my keyboard um, and my AirPods fell out. Um, So I'm winning right now. Like a cartoon character that sneezes and just like the wind blows out, out of their ears, the earpods (laughs) go flying. Listen, I feel fine, and I know it's allergies. It's just annoying. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah, I just got to clean my keyboard after the podcast. But besides that, I'm great, TJ. I'm fine. All right. We got Charlotte at Houston. and I mean, this is a fantastic DFS game. So um, I'm definitely good enough to talk about this one. 235 total. Hornets a two- yeah, two-point favorite in this one. And then as far as the injury report goes, Gordon Hayward is doubtful. Uh, Cody Martin is doubtful, and Ubre remains out on the Houston side. Kevin Porter Jr. is questionable. Um, so, obviously, Kevin Porter Jr. will be the news that we're watching here. It will be, what, fourth straight game if he misses? Anyway, uh, let's go Charlotte first. LaMelo... This is, I mean, you don't get better matchups than this. Houston allows the most fantasy points per game to opposing guards. This could be like a high upside spot. He's so expensive, so expensive. It's really tough to say, hey, let's play LaMelo Ball in one of the best matchups he's ever going to have and 
be okay with it, but you need him at 96 to almost triple double for him to have that like 60 plus point game and pay off 9,600. I think like this is like the spot that you would circle for that type of game. But if, I mean, if he doesn't get there, like he's so expensive, you're that team's just not going to do well. Yeah, I'm still all aboard. I think you can set your lineups with basically only Indiana, OKC, and Charlotte Houston plays, and you'd be very okay uh, tonight. And so LaMelo is very expensive. I do think I want to get to him, though. A decision point I think I'd basically have to make is like I'd be looking at either SGA or LaMelo Ball. Which of those two plays do I want to play? Um, Because I think those are the two guys at the guard position I would want to spend up on if I am. But I really like uh, Terry Rozier. I think Terry Rozier is going to be my favorite play um, on Charlotte today. I really like him at the at the guard position, seventy four hundred. I think that's a great price for him. Um, if you're running one fifty, I definitely think you uh, include Mason Plumley in the pool. He's had very high upside games lately. But I think the one that I want to get to the most would be PJ Washington, as well as even some. Jalen McDaniels these two guys playing some big minutes and we know that uh, bigs have always kind of uh, thrived against both of these two teams so not only do I want to get uh, um, some pieces of the guards but I also want to get some pieces of uh, these big these bigs as well and if you're running a ton of lineups a tournament value I do think was interesting is take a shot on Dennis Smith Jr. okay Listen, I'm all about cheap value plays that have some upside. So I get a, I could get on board with Dennis Smith Jr. I think like I would probably end up taking a shot on like Jaden Jalen McDaniels before I would take a shot on DSJ. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Mason Plumley is a fantastic play. You brought him up. Uh, this guy has just been fantastic recently. He's played at least 30 minutes in six straight games. He scores efficiently because he takes high percentage shots. He rebounds really well. And like the assist rate with these guys all getting healthy around him, like has gone up. So um, love the Mason Plumley call. Like I, I don't even want to, I don't want to say this, but I, I think like he legitly does have like triple double upside and we could potentially see Mason Plumley by the end of the season, have a triple double game. So it's crazy that I think Mason Plumley is a phenomenal tournament play, and I still don't think he's even the best tournament center in this game. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk Sangoon then, because um, I'm assuming that's who you mean, because he's coming off of a monster game against the Lakers. Um, the minutes have been the thing. We, you know, we They've been all over the place. We know when he gets the minutes, he can crush. He gets one of the best matchups in the NBA going up against Charlotte. They are the worst team in the NBA against centers. Um, talk to me about Sengun because I know that's who you're mentioning. I actually think, like thinking about, it, I think Shangun and Plumley are a wildly interesting stack to make together. Play them at the center in the utility position because what Shangun's thing minutes. Well, if Plumley's playing minutes, that means Shangun will also be playing minutes because that means this game didn't go small. And so these two both have likelihoods of if they're if one plays 30 plus, the other is going to play 30 plus as long as they don't get in foul trouble. And so I think they can both have dueling really good games while both being terrible at defense. Um, so I like the idea of doing that. But yeah, I love getting to some Shengu and it's just the best matchup that you could possibly hope for. If Porter is out, then I'm interested in Jalen Green. If Porter is in, then I don't think I would want to get there. Um 
maybe I would take um, some shots on guys like uh, Smith or KJ Martin or Eric Gordon, but those plays typically aren't really for me, even though Eric Gordon has been playing some really good basketball lately. So maybe Eric Gordon, if uh, Martin is out, uh, or sorry, if Porter is out, but if Porter's in, then I think it's mostly just a big Shangoon day for me. I like this game. Very stackable game. This is a game that I think you need to circle. Kind of what you were saying anyway. Um, so, yeah, a game that I, I like a lot. I like this one a lot. If you're listening on YouTube, I like the over on 235 and a half. Um, you don't have to wait for the morning grind game. That's what I wrote down. It's still 235 and a half on FanDuel. Like the over on 235 and a half in this game. All right. We got the Clippers at Utah facing the Jazz. No total in this game. Obviously, marketing is questionable. It's a back to back for the Clippers. Um, I highly, 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 highly doubt Paul George plays in this game. I would be shocked if Kawhi Leonard plays in this game. I think this is a, a typical. Back-to-back for the Clippers where we see no Kawhi, we see no Paul George. Talk to me about the Clippers here. Yeah, I feel the same way. I I think we're going to get the double sit there, which then to me makes Norman Powell, uh, Mann, Zubots, Morris, all interesting plays. But I think the one that I want to get to the most on this team here is Ibiza Zubots. Anytime he's going up against a team that, doesn't do a lot of small ball plays with a legit center out there. And Utah does right now with Walker Kessler. Um, Zubots typically has a big game. So if he's in, he's somebody that I want to get to. I don't think I really feel the need to try the Batums and the Covingtons of the world, unless we happen to start getting even more people out as well. Yeah. I mean, the Clippers are going to be really interesting on this slate because we love to target Utah. I mean, Utah is a fantastic team to target. They they play the 11th fastest pace and their fifth worst in defensive rating, so it's a fantastic spot. If marketing is out, it just becomes better because it, the game is just sloppy, sloppier at that point. So I like the Clippers in this game if George and Kawhi sit. Um, if Kawhi and Paul George somewhat somehow play in this game, which I think is very, very, very unlikely, I'm probably not going to play a lot in this game outside of Zubak. I think Zubak's in play regardless of those two playing or not. Um, Terrence Mann, Norman Powell become f- fantastic value plays, but Morris at 4,800 is just too cheap. If those two guys are out, um, he's going to play a lot of minutes in this game if that happens. And then, yeah, I don't, I think if I was going to take like a punt play, it'd probably be Reggie Jackson, but I probably don't get there. On the Utah side of this one, I mean, it all really kind of depends on marketing. We know Olenek's not going to play. Um, so if marketing sits, here we go. I mean, Kessler, 5,400, Mike Conley, Vanderbilt, like Clarkson at 72. Like we're loading up on this game. This game presents so much value on both sides if like if the injury report goes kind of the way of like a lot of players being out. If Markinen is out, I think Kessler's basically the best player on the slate. And even if Markinen is in, I think we still have to look at this guy as somebody we want to get to. Like, I know we don't necessarily want to be game log watchers, but like, this is a legit good player who's just finally starting to get more shine in the NBA. 
and he's doing great things with it. He scores, he rebounds, he blocks shots. He's a good passer. Um, I'm very interested in getting to a lot of Walker Kessler today. And then if Mark, if Markkinen happens to be out, like he'd be like one of my main cores to my lineups. I'd be basically having to decide between Zubats and Kessler, Shangoon and Plumley, that kind of thing. We like we we legitly might be walk, watching like Kelly Olynyk losing the starting job with Olynyk not even being like playing. So Utah, yeah, I mean they they tend to find these really solid centers. Um, so yeah, I mean Kessler is he he's a fantastic play today, fantastic play. Even if Markinen comes back, I'm with you on that. Um, I don't really have anything else for Utah. I do like this game. Like, if George and Quiet and Markkinen sit in this game, I'm going to load up on this game. This is going to be a game that I'm going to target quite a bit. All righty. Minnesota at Denver. Back to back for Denver. So, no total out for this game. We'll have to kind of see if anything comes out of that one. Edwards is questionable. Rudy Gobert is questionable. Tarion Prince is questionable. McLaughlin and Carl Anthony Towns remains out. Uh, we'll start with Minnesota, and then we'll talk about Denver on the second end of a back-to-back. What are your thoughts here on the Timberwolves? I don't know yet. <laughs> like, it's kind of tough. Like, so, you know, if if all of these guys play, I have basically none. I don't really want to play any of them. If Gobert's out, which I think he will be, Nas Reed becomes, uh, is another one that's like the getting the near lock button range as long as he's healthy and playing. He missed some time in that last game, though, too, when Gobert, uh, left with his groin injury. And so Nas Reed at that power with that power forward eligibility becomes very, very valuable being able to play him there instead of the center position. Um, If Gobert and Edwards are both out, somebody like Kyle Anderson becomes a phenomenal play, even though it's always never comfortable to play Kyle Anderson. He's going to be a great play. If these guys are out, Um, Jaden McDaniels would be in play. Jalen Noel would be somewhat in play. Um, at his cheap price tag as well. D'Angelo Russell would be high risk, high reward option because he's going to get a ton of usage, but it would feel like a game that could potentially turn into a blowout. So we really just have to wait for a bit more injury news on this one. Nas Reed, Kyle Anderson, they have the potential to be two of the very best value plays on the slate, but this whole team could also be pretty, pretty unappealing if everybody happens to play. Yeah, I mean... We'll have to kind of see on Anthony Edwards. He's questionable every single slate and then goes out and shoots 25 times. So um, who knows with him? Uh, I think the the more interesting thing is Rudy Gobert or not. I think Edwards plays. Um, but I think that, you know, you're going to have to wait and see, like, is Gobert out or not? Because like you said, Nas Reed, Kyle Anderson, these guys become way interesting. Edwards is someone that, like, I, I keep saying it, like, he's someone you could keep taking his over on his, pro, like, scoring prop when it's, like, 26, 27. Um, he's, he's scoring efficiently right now, and he's shooting a ton. So, Denver side, second out of a back-to-back. I think we see everyone play for Denver. Um, I don't think they sit anybody here. Like, they really don't have, like, a history of sitting people. Jamal Murray has been dealing with, like, this ankle injury. He's played some back-to-backs recently, but... Maybe, like, he sits if, like, this ankle really is the thing. But I don't think that really – I mean, that could potentially make Bones Highland a good play. Maybe Michael Porter Jr. too. 
Yeah, MPG. Yeah, I played him tonight, man. He was absolutely crushing, and then just stopped doing everything. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that's what happens when Denver is kind of crushing Portland. Anyway, um, I just need Embiid to get like eight more points and rebounds. I'll be happy. Anyway, thoughts on Denver here? If Murray is out, fire up Jokic even more. Uh, Bones Highland and Bruce Brown become very good plays. Um, if all these guys are in, it's really just Nikola Jokic for me. Yep. Um, and I don't know, like, I mean, you have to prioritize your studs. I don't know if Jokic would be my favorite one today. Um, he's he always in the be, conversation, though. I think he would be in a vacuum. It's just with so many great more affordable centers today. I just find like, I want us to spend up at another position and play those mid range centers. It's one of those situations where you could get contrarian by spending up and taking a guy that has a ceiling of 70 plus. Um, so, all right, we got Sacramento Adelaide taking on the Lakers last game here for us Two forty-five and a half and total highest total on the slate. The Kings, a four point favorite. Um, the Lakers side, Anthony Davis remains out. LeBron is questionable. Reeves is out. Lonnie Walker is out. And then the Kings are good to go. They're healthy. Uh, let's go Sacramento first. A lot of scoring, a lot of scoring here for the Kings. You know, we have Sabonis at 10, five, another potential, spend up to be contrarian center but De'Aaron Fox 8300 he hasn't had a big game in a while and the last time he had a big game was against the Lakers um it doesn't get much better than the Lakers so what are your thoughts here on Fox and the Kings it uh you've been do- I know you're do- you've been doing this for a while and you're damn good at your job because you stole my segue I wanted to say speaking of contrarian centers to pay up for I think this is the guy that I that, that can score 70 I think this is the guy that I want to pay up for Demonte Sabonis fresh off us just seeing Shangoon roast the Lakers for 70 plus fantasy points I love getting to Sabonis today in tournaments I do think Fox is very interesting for tournaments as well. People are going to look at that game log and get scared off a little bit just because it's been a while since he's had a pretty, like a big game. You've got to do some scrolling. And so Sabonis and Fox are definitely the two I'm most interested in. Barnes is at a price that I don't really want to play him anymore. Yeah, maybe he's going to put up 40 points, but uh, Harrison Barnes just never, ever does good when I play him. I would rather play Kevin Herter at a little bit cheaper of a salary. Um, and honestly, the player that I think I'm very interested in for tournaments is like, I think Trey Lyles is an interesting value. Um, but the one I want to get to the most is a little bit of Malik Monk revenge. He feels like a player that a revenge game will matter to him. He's only been playing 15 minutes-ish a game lately, but we know if Malik Monk is, is, is scoring the ball, they put him out there a little bit longer and he plays 25 minutes instead of 15. He puts up 35 fantasy points instead of 20 fantasy points. And I think Malik Monk could be one of the better tournament values on the slate. Kevin Herter is someone I like a lot too. Um, the Lakers are terrible at defending the three-point line. Like I think this is a spot where he'll get up. I think he gets up six to 10 threes. And if he just shoots the ball decent, he has some upside at this price point. So yeah, I mean, Sabonis probably crushes. I think Fox is in a great spot. And then Herter is like that secondary piece. I don't mind the monk call here. 
Uh, let's go to the Lakers on the other side of this game. Hey, you could play LeBron at center if you want to on the slate. Or, to, I mean, yeah, you can. <laughs> you can. <laughs> I don't want to because I'd rather Someone play him in the forward out, position. Um, but yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I saw that in YouTube, out in YouTube well. chat. I was like, what? <laughs> it, it I doesn't. Think it was I don't, real. I don't really get it, but yeah, I guess with Thomas Bryant playing less minutes lately and LeBron playing some more at the five, they gave him that eligibility. But if you're playing LeBron, who I think is a very good play today, play him at the four, not the five, because there are so many centers we want to play. I do think this is a double center utility day. Um, he is questionable. And so if he's out, um, I think Dennis Schroeder is interesting. I think Wenyan Gabriel is interesting. Um Maybe even somebody like a Patrick Beverly would would start doing a little bit more, but I doubt that I'd have much interest there. Um, but like that price tag is getting up there. But if LeBron doesn't play, I do still think you can play Russell Westbrook. He's shown he's got the ceiling. But if LeBron's in, I do think he's probably the only one on this team I want to get to. Yeah, um, I mean the the minutes are definitely trending in the right direction for some of these guys, but it's so tough because the Lakers rotations are terrible. Uh, Troy Brown is playing 30 minutes a night. So if you want to take some shots on him um, at this price point, I don't hate it. It's going to be a fast, high scoring game. I mean, he could, he could kind of turn himself and like do absolutely nothing and, and play 30 minutes and, you know, get there just being on the court in the, in a game like this. So L- large field. I actually think you can take shots on Thomas Bryant. Now, I know he's barely been playing lately, 18 minutes, 20 minutes in his last two, 24 before that, but we've still recently seen him play 30-plus minutes, and if he does do that, he can smash this price tag. They can't run LeBron at the five against Sabonis. They can't. He'll put up 100 points, and so I feel like Thomas Bryant's going to have to play some big minutes in this one, or Sabonis is going to have just a gigantic game. All right, uh, any final thoughts? We're going to skip the morning grind game today. My ears are absolutely killing me, um, so we're going we're gonna to skip the morning grind game. We'll do it because um, I'm so good at it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're, you're so good. I'm crushing the co-host, so I, I don't know if I would say that you're good at it. but we'll, I don't think we'll, I've we'll, ever we'll... lost one. I think I, I've never checked, but I, think I'm, I feel like I'm definitely 100%. I'm Sorry. undefeated. I'm I've lagging. Let's get you out of here. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, I've never lost. Um, I'm the host, so... Um... But anyway, that's going to wrap it up for Wednesday. I hope everyone has a fantastic day. Play the morning grind game again tomorrow. My ears, I got to get these things out of my ears. So have a great Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more sports. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.